This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening. Hello and welcome everybody to the Movie Council Podcast Season 1, Episode 5. Hey now. I don't I don't know nope. why, I don't nope. know what what no nope. yeah I don't I didn't nope. feel that either. I, it came out <laughs> of my mouth and I was like no uh hey Hard why pass. did I do that? Nobody's good with hey now. All right. All right. Let's do yeah, it. Okay, let's start fine. from the top. Well, no, 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 no. Nope. Leave it. Leave it. Uh, we, oh, we no, just we're leaving the... this in. Let's just yeah, start yeah. from know, the top. We know for the future, hey now is not the way we start. Hey okay. now. Anyways, hey now. <laughs> my name is Tim Sherry. I am your host, and this is the Movie Council Podcast. I am also your president and CEO. I'm hanging out here on a Friday night with my, with my three bros. We're going to be talking movies for, I don't know, at least an hour, maybe more. We, we'll get there depending on uh, where the... Uh, how the conversation is going uh tonight we have some awesome content um i'll get to that in just a few minutes let me quickly run around the room introduce my boys who are going to be talking movies with us tonight let me start off with one of the other co-founders of the movie council and the coo and just a just a tremendous movie guy i say that about you all the time it's a very good description of you you're a tremendous movie guy and you're my big brother andrew sherry how's your night going kid it's going good. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Um, yeah, it's going really good. I'm very excited about tonight. Actually. I am too. I very, am too. very, very yeah. excited. Actually, I just um, yeah. I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna spoil what we're talking about. But I just you know I'm very excited. Yeah, I am too. It's, uh, you know, going into the and we'll get you know it, it, there's. It, it's going to be the name of the episode, so it's not like it's a it's a big mystery what we're doing. We're going into Michael Fassbender Thanks. tonight, Damn it. which uh, yeah, it's going to be the name of it. So it's not like it has to be a big room. Oh, yes. Yes. But uh, I, I always forget all that stuff. Yeah, that's the name of it. But uh, going into uh, the week, name I, it something I, else. So I, I don't I, uh, seem stupid. Yeah, I, going into it, I I, I really um, I liked him, but I, I really got into it this week, so I'm, I'm excited about this as well. But let's keep going, uh, going. Going to my next older brother, my uh, and the uh, chief comedy officer of the movie council, the man who has been most instrumental in setting up this uh, this podcast, and uh, he's again he'll get into our social media. He's done a lot of work with that too. He's done a great job, and again, another amazing movie guy. My another one of my big brothers, Dan Sherry. How's your week? How, how did everything go this week? You okay? Hey, it's been a great week. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. I would like to say, though, I actually resigned from the position of chief comedy officer. That oh. makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm still producer, but I am now also uh, chief boy toy of the movie council. So. Okay, so let me just ask you this real quick. I love that, first of all. But did you fill out the proper uh, uh, positional change Paperwork oh yeah, that uh, yeah. I filed it sister. with HR. It's okay, been so, processed. I'm so officially HR, chief boy toy. Our yeah. big sister, HR. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll double check with her on that just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, change official. She couldn't wait to make me boy toy. So. <laughs> that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense you know, given our history. All right. Let's uh let's keep moving. Hey let's now. Keep, let's, yeah. Well, see. Oh, now, so now, hey hey now, now works. all right. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> it, it's all about timing. Yeah. Maybe I'm the chief comedy officer now. Yeah. You, you could, well, you know, just, just, so it turns out the job is open. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, send in your application, homie. Yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll uh, dust off my resume and you know, <laughs> be all over see. it. I will, I'll ta- I will take it under advisement. 
Let's uh, let's next let's let's swing it on down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Why am I saying that in a Southern accent? What what am I doing tonight? That's the it's way more Why? fun to say it in a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. Way no, more fun. Yeah, no, no. We're 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 going down to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, for my 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 uh, art director, my director of security, and again, one of the more knowledgeable movie guys I've met in a very very long time. Uh, he's got some great content, like we're going to get into in just a few minutes. Uh, and like I always say, he's the only member of the movie council. Is not my bloodline, but he is my brother from another mother. Marky Bondurant, how was your week, kid? Uh, my week was okay. Work was uh, not the funnest, so I'm excited to get into the movie council Fuck and yeah. talk about some movies with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like our escape, isn't it? It's our yeah. blow off at the end of the week, which I'm really enjoying. And uh, Tonight, like I said, um, every week, uh, each one of us, we, we trade off and we pick the, the content that we're going to do. It's Marky's turn this week. And I'm excited for this, uh, not just because I, I love the topic, but you know, you picked the first week and it was something that had to be very, very specific because we had to get through it a little quicker because we had to do partial history of the movie council and things like that. So you picked Uncut Gems in the first week and it was a great conversation, but I love that we have a much broader topic from you this week so we can, we can really, really get into it. Let me, um, let me just, before we do, let me just do just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. I want to go ahead, first off, this is most important to me, I want to go ahead and apologize to, you know, our thousands, is it millions of listeners at this point? Millions. Millions, right. Um, For uh, my behavior last week on the podcast, just so everyone knows, I was drunk. Like, I mean, drunk. And that's the thing. When we were doing, guys, when we were doing the show, I was like, yeah, I feel good. And then I woke up the next morning and I went, huh, I don't remember half of that. And, uh, And then I listened to the show during the week and I'm like, I don't remember three quarters of that. So uh, it was, I, uh, I definitely haven't uh, had as much to drink tonight. Uh, last week, we can, uh, not that I'm sober, but uh, uh, we can actually, uh, my good friend, Kevin Nicoloro, who has been listening to the podcast, I want to give him a shout out. He was the one that got me into the level of, of inebriation that I was last week. Uh, so I just want to, uh, I want to apologize for that. I, uh, I, I, I definitely won't be as uh, much of a, a mumbling, stuttering prick this week because I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm definitely more clear-headed, okay? Now, now Kevin's got to sign a waiver. You just said his name. Oh, uh, he have – you, have you met him? Oh, come on, like he, like he cares. All right, so uh, real quick. Also, uh, just so everyone knows, if you haven't even noticed it so far, this is an adult-oriented uh, show, so there's adult content as far as language. And the most important thing, because we're going to be talking about a lot of movies tonight – uh, we do spoilers. So if we start talking about a movie and you haven't seen it, turn this off. Actually, no, don't turn it off. Go watch the fucking movie and then come back and turn this back on. Cause these, these are some amazing movies that we're getting into tonight and you should see them. And so if we spoil the ending sucks to be you, but you should go see the movie first. All right. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? It's fair. All right. Love Very it. fair. All right. So, Good. uh, one more thing before we get started, I yes, just want to say, um, for, like you said, our millions and millions of listeners. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please, please, please go on to iTunes. We're officially on iTunes and Spotify. Go on iTunes and rate and review the podcast. It goes five stars, write a review. It's super helpful for us. And uh, if you got stuff to say to us, you, you know, you want to drop us a line, you can email us. We are... Uh, moviecouncilpod at gmail.com or you can hit us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at moviecouncilpod. Love it. 
Love it. And uh, you guys have been doing a great job with that. Uh, Mark and our art director, Marky, uh, the, the latest post on Instagram, I meant to text you about this. That fucking thing you made for Instagram for our last week's show, those four movies, that thing was awesome. Oh, thanks, man. That, that only was took a really, few minutes. I mean, no, it was badass. I really, I really liked that. I was, I was impressed. So great job on that. And, and speaking of Marky, it was, like I said, your turn tonight. We already wow. know what it's about. It's going to be, we're going to be talking Michael Fassbender tonight, which has been for me such a revelation this week. I, like I said, I always liked this guy, but I like, I mean, my respect for him has grown tenfold just in this week alone, building up to this. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Go ahead and uh, tell us the reason you picked Michael Fassbender. Oh God. Uh, yeah. AJ, what's up? So two weeks ago, as our faithful listeners will eventually realize, we did a movie trivia. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I don't know who won. Dan oh, said he was going to yeah. tell us who won. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. You, I meant to bring this up last week, but things kind of... Dan, I yeah. have an idea. Dan, I have an idea. Do you still have all the, the shit written down? I do, but there's kind of a running joke that would never let anyone know who won. All right. And Andy right. just stepped on it. So thanks, AJ. No, you know, no, you know what we can do? You know what we can do? Guys, keep checking our Instagram and our and That our wasn't Twitter. a... That wasn't a joke. That we start. Yeah, I've rescinded your office, your offer for chief comedy officer. But still, I've also, um, uh, if you go on uh, Instagram, very, Dan, if you still have the running tally, uh, send it to me. I'll make something nice and we'll put it on Instagram. All right. If Sounds I apply, good. if I apply for the job, you have to interview me at least. That's not true. Yeah, That's you just true. failed your interview, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways, all right, sorry. So uh, we're doing Michael Fassbender. Marky, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Go ahead and, um, and uh, tell us why, why you picked this content this week and then talk about what you did as far as uh, build up to it, as far as research, and uh, talk about what you've asked of us, if anything, to do to get ready for, for tonight. Go. Sure. All right, so the idea came – Pretty simply, uh, one of our previous episodes, we did the director spotlight for Paul Thomas Anderson. And when trying to come up with the idea for tonight, without thinking too hard, I was thought, why not just do an actor spotlight? And Michael Fassbender has been one of my more favorite actors over the past handful of years. I've got a bit of a man crush on him. Um, and so the homework for this week was to watch a Michael Fassbender movie that you hadn't seen before. And for extra credit, go ahead and watch some other Michael Fassbenders that you already know and love, or maybe just start hitting as many as you can. Um, So a little bit of background on Michael Fassbender. He was born in Heidelberg, Germany in 1977, making him 43 years old. He now lives in London and he attended the Chang Ren Nian, not sure if I pronounced that right, acting school, but dropped out before he finished. Uh, Tom Hardy was one of his classmates there who said that Fassbender was the best actor in the school at the time. Mm. He was in a lot of TV shows and TV movies for quite a while. Um, I don't know the name of the first one it was in. It was like in 2001. But his second thing that he appeared in that uh, he has credit for was Band of Brothers. He did seven episodes of Band of Brothers starting in 2001. Oh. Um, then there were some more strings of uh, TV movies, TV shows. And then the first movie that I'm aware of that he was in was the movie uh, 300 by Zack Snyder. And that was in 2006. Now, you know, you go back and watch it and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's Michael Fassbender. But at the time, you know, you wouldn't have recognized him because he was essentially a nobody. But then he had his breakout role in in Inglorious Bastards 
obviously Quentin Tarantino's movie in 2009. And I think that's where I fell in love with him. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He, he just made look, smoking a cigarette look so cool. And his screen time wasn't that long in that movie, but he did so fucking well. That well, I started let's, let, let's be honest. It's always uh, cool to smoke a cigarette. So <laughs> yeah. any kids that are listening, yeah. if you want to look, look cool, cool, get yeah. cigarettes. It's yeah. the way to go. I did it when I was 14. And it worked for me, baby. And look how cool you are. Yeah, the so, so, so when you go to edit this, uh, Dan. But so he's Remember, yeah, Mark coming part. out in great movies. Uh, he was in this video game called Fable Three. I remember playing, and I remember recognizing his voice after watching some of the films that he was in. I could pick his voice out because he's got a distinct enough voice. Um, he's been doing a lot of movies that I like just kind of like the genres that I'm already into, but I've also seen him in a handful of movies that I would call God awful. And it kind of breaks my heart to see him and stuff like that. I don't know if those are roles that he thinks are going to turn out better, but I'm not real sure. He's done some indie stuff. That's been fantastic. He's done some blockbusters that have turned out well. Um, he's gotten Oscar nods. I don't believe he's won one yet. But um, the movies that I watched this week, I watched 12 Years a Slave. And so I don't talk forever. I'm going to pass it off here. I'm just going to let you know what I watched and then I'll pass it on to one of you boys. But I watched 12 Years a Slave. um, Hadn't seen that before. And then I watched the movie Hunger, which was the first film he did with Steve McQueen. Apparently him and Steve McQueen, the filmmaker, are friends because he's also done the movie Shame and uh, 12 Years a Slave with Steve McQueen. So three movies together with them. Um, but Dan, let me go ahead and kick it off to you. Let me know what you watched this week and what you think about Michael Fassbender. I, hey, thanks, Marky. So I ended up watching a, a few Michael Fassbender movies. Uh, kind of my, my homework assignment was to watch the movie Shame, which I did. And uh, I, let's dig right into that. I got I to gotta say, like, within the first few minutes of the movie, I immediately was like, oh, now I see why Marky is a fan of Michael Fassbender. Yeah, you see his wiener. (laughs) Wow. Hey, now. Hey, now. There it is. There it is. Yeah, dude hangs dong. (laughs) So, but I gotta say that movie was actually quite great his performance was great mm-hmm. and you know like i i got a lot of thoughts about it so um I, I have a theory on it that he and his sister in that movie were clear well let, let me go back a little bit he in the movie he plays this character who is clearly a sex addict yeah and he has like a, a porn addiction and a sex addiction. And he has a really difficult time dealing with women when they're not sex objects to him. So uh, what throws a monkey wrench in his life is when his sister shows up and she moves into his apartment and, you know, it's a woman that he cannot, sexualize and has a tough time dealing with her and we see that play out again when he 
he goes on a date with uh, this woman from his office and actually kind of gets to know her on a personal level. And then when he goes to have sex with her, he can't perform. He's, you know, completely thrown off because she's turns out to be more than just, you know, a hole. It's, you know, a person and he can't deal with it. And so I, I have a theory and uh, Marky, I'm very curious on your thoughts on this because mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, like, if this is very evident to everybody or just me, but it seemed to me that both he and his sister were seriously sexually abused as children. Yeah, or and some as, sort of trauma for sure. Yeah, and I, I see that they were abused as children sexually. And I also get the impression that he and his sister maybe did something with each other as kids, you know, like uh, maybe they did because they were so fucked up. uh, They did some sexual exploration with each other. And that's why, you know, like when she, she comes into his bed just to cuddle with him and it fucking freaks him out. Yeah. And he kicks her out and he gets pissed. And then again later, you know, when they try to talk and she just wants to kind of hug him and have him put his arm around her. And again, he immediately gets fucking uncomfortable and, you know, yells at her. And then they both go out and do just complete, well, he goes out and just completely self harms where he goes and he, you know, has sex with hookers and, gets himself beat up at a bar and, you know, has sex with a guy at some, you know, club. And then he comes home and finds his sister has sliced her wrist and is bleeding all over the bathroom. And again, it's, you know, I saw it as they both had this insane guilt that they felt. And, you know, that's how they dealt with it. They both wanted to hurt themselves he did it in his way. She did it in her way. And it, like I said, I felt that they were both dealing with major childhood trauma, which I can only assume was like a sexual abuse of some sorts. And I'm curious, did you see it that way as well? Am I crazy? Or no, I mean, what were your the, thoughts? The, uh, well, first of all, yeah, I really liked the movie. It was not obviously from what everything you described not a happy story oh <laughs> it was no, a sir. very very dark story and it was shot in a dark way not only like if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've seen it but like the whole movie shot during the nighttime or at least mm-hmm. most of it um but no i think you're right there's definitely some sort of trauma and the sexual trauma like that kind of would make more sense with the way their two characters are with his like weird not being able to connect with people and sex is much different to him. And even for her, like she gets involved in that relationship with his like coworker. Yeah. His boss. Yeah. His boss. And yeah, neither of them have or can have like a regular relationship. And even when they try to interact with each other in a, you know, somewhat normal way, it ends up being fucking weird for him. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, not a feel good movie, but a really good one for sure. Yeah. And I got to say his performance really was fucking great. Uh, like I can see why it was his breakout performance. He was fantastic. 
the you know the very end when he leaves the hospital room where his sister was and he just is standing in the middle of the street when it's pouring rain and he just breaks down crying Mm -hmm. it was a excellent excellent performance like i i felt it when he was when he broke down crying like i started to tear up i really felt it there he's fucking great man that was awesome yeah so that's one thing that i guess i kind of glossed over on my little intro about michael fassbender maybe something that uh why i picked him i said he was one of my favorites but i think why i like him so much not only is he just so good of an actor but the way that he's able to to convey emotion he does it so seamlessly it's he's one of those guys one of those actors that whenever he's in the middle of it it completely takes you away from you forget you're watching a movie you get so wrapped up in the character you forget it's michael fassbender and it's this person in this situation with this problem or you know whatever that they're going through it's that's exactly in my mind what a top tier actor is someone that takes you away and you're on this ride with them and he just does that so well he can convey emotion with just a such a plain subtle look yeah. He can cry with a blank face, you know, all that. It's, it just blows me away. Yeah, there is that, uh, the scene when he and his boss, and they go see his sister singing at that club, mm-hmm. and she's singing uh, New York. And he doesn't say a word, but just his face conveys everything. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about her performance and people looking at her that just it affected him and he didn't utter a word but you could see it and it was so well done i was so impressed watch any other fast spinners i did well week? i so i tried i the movie there's this movie song to song it's directed by terrence malick starring michael fassbender ryan gosling uh oh, yeah. rooney mara and uh, what Padme's name? What's her name? <laughs> oh, um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Thank you. Yeah. So Padme. I tried to watch it. <laughs> That's what you remember her from. Yeah. <laughs> know, Star Wars movies. <laughs> Those were good Star Wars. All right. <laughs> okay. That's Maybe a whole not. other podcast. But anyways, I started watching it and I couldn't even finish it. I'm sorry. I tried, but... Mm. That movie, the way he makes some difficult ones. Yeah, the way it's edited, it's like the narrative of the movie is completely lost. It's kind of it. It seems like kind of like a home video, but not quite. And then it's hard to even judge performances because half the time they're acting, and you hear like a voiceover going like explaining shit. Oh. on top of the scene that they're actually acting in. So I kind of shut that off halfway through and yeah. I just went back to, you know, one I know he rules in and watched X-Men. I knew it. <laughs> Days of Future Past. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, uh, so he had to follow Sir Ian McKellen yeah. in playing Magneto. No small task. And he fucking does it. Yeah. He's actually great as Magneto. This is the first time I watched the X-Men movie and like focused on him. 
and mm-hmm. his performance and try to watch it and judge it versus Ian McKellen and whatnot. And he is fucking great. He's really good as Magneto. He yeah. plays that great, like, you know, he's the villain yet believes he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he does an awesome job of it. So one thing I that say, I saw when looking into Michael Fassbender in preparation for tonight, um, I guess it was like a trivia note that I saw. He had never met Ian McKellen until a Comic-Con event after one of the X-Men movies. So in preparation for doing the young Magneto slash Ian McKellen, he went back and watched a bunch of old Ian McKellen films when he was a young man, and he tried to emulate him, like how he used to act. Oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. good thinking. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> but yeah, he pulls it off. He does a really good job. I'm... Again, I know it's a comic book movie. <laughs> no, but and, <laughs> and shockingly, I'm talking about the comic book movie. But he does a great job of that nuance of like being the villain that feels like they're the hero. He's righteous and he's righteous in his idea. And exactly his, his plan. One yeah, thing, so. I think it's just a rumor. I haven't really seen it anywhere else, and I don't think it's corroborated. But I heard that they were going to make a Magneto backstory like they did like the Wolverine origins, they mm-hmm. were going to make one, but then the Wolverine's one, Wolverine backstory movie did not do well. So they went ahead and just canned the Magneto idea and they rolled in some of that idea that they were going to do in some of the X-Men mm-hmm. movies that they continued well, to make. Unfortunately, find, I think that would have been awesome. They finally got that one right with Logan. The yes, yes. Yeah. They brought it back with that. That movie was awesome. Hey, 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 Dan. But uh, that wasn't really a origin story. That was sort of like a he was finale. washed up in the yeah. Yeah. Dan, that uh, that movie Song to Song, it was uh Michael Fassbender and who was the other guy? Ryan Gosling. Gosling. My fucking man crush, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one, another good one too. We can do for that. That's a, oh my! That's another good. One. <laughs> I'll have those on the ready. All right, sorry, Marky, all you. Um, no, Dan, did you want to add anything else to uh, how you feel about Michael Fassbender or some of the stuff that you've seen him in? Um, you know, I, I, I gotta say, I am impressed with him in his acting skills and i gotta say he's you know he's kind of packing too <laughs> but i'll give it up he's... <laughs> all right sorry okay that's it no. that's it that, that was perfect timing sir. last one last one i promise i promise so it's hard to pass up i, I apologize yeah. aj i'll go to you next what fast Bender movies did you watch this week and what do you so, think about my guy? fast yeah fast Bender movie singular Okay. So I I watched uh, Steve Jobs. I think oh, it's yeah. pretty obvious. Pretty obvious what that movie's about. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I hope I'm using what? this word correctly. The titular character mm. <laughs> played by Michael Fassbender. <laughs> okay. Last one. Last time you get to push that. Button. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. So the reason I, I the reason I actually chose Steve Jobs to be perfectly honest, this is probably the second movie total that I've seen. Michael Fassbender, and I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave or uh, Shame or... or uh, what was the other one? Inglorious Bastards. Okay, yeah. So, 
which he's not, you know, the lead role or even like, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty small part. Yeah, it's a small part. So the reason I chose this was it's directed by Danny Boyle, who I really love. This only to- small part. <laughs> Don't you push that button, Timmy. I'm not doing I'm not doing it. I said I'm not doing it again. I promise I'm done. I promise I'm done. So he directed by Danny Boyle, who did, you know, 28 Days Later, 127 Hours, Slumdog Sunshine. Millionaire, Sunshine, you know, Train Spotting, obviously. Um, so, and Fastbender was nominated for uh, an Oscar for Steve Jobs. So, uh, thought I'd give that a, a shot. Probably more the, one of the more mainstream Fastbender films. And yeah. he is the, the star. He is the um, Kate Winslet's. Kate, yeah, Kate, he's Steve Jobs. So Kate Winslet's in it, but he's really the star. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would say the one thing I thought about his performance in Steve Jobs, and by the way, it was a great movie. I loved it. Yeah. Have you guys seen Steve Jobs? It was I've so good. It. Yeah, I've seen it. So, so it follows Steve Jobs from you know the early days of of um, Apple to when he got to, to through when he got fired. And then the whole next uh, cube thing, <laughs> and then yeah. to get rehired, re- re- you know, brought back in by Apple, and it goes to like 1998. And you know, I didn't know. There's only so much I know about Steve Jobs, right? I know I knew some yeah. of that surface stuff. I knew he was kind of a hard guy to work for, from what you hear. I didn't know much about the dynamic with his daughter or any of that stuff. But I thought Fassbender's uh, performance or or his portrayal of uh, Steve Jobs was very uncompromising. The character, there was this recurring thing that happens in the movie with us, the Seth Rogen plays Steve Wozniak. Oh, yeah. And he, he asked him on a couple occasions to, you know, just give credit to the Apple II guys when you do your, mm-hmm. your presentation, you know, when you're unveiling the product or whatever in this, you know, uh, whatever. And he just wouldn't do it. Yeah. He just refused flat out to do it. And he was so steadfast and stubborn about it. And he just wouldn't, he just refused, flat out refused to do it. And that, and at that point I thought to myself, and you said this earlier, um, Marky, about Fassbender kind of, um, um, you forget it's Michael Fassbender. I, he played the role so well, the Steve Jobs role so well. I didn't even know I was watching Michael Fassbender. I just, I was just like, Steve Jobs is that much of a dick? <laughs> yeah, actually, like, can, can I, can, real quick, because like, I, I love that movie, so I did a lot of research on it. Yeah, yeah that guy was an asshole. Like, I, I don't yeah. mean to speak, I don't mean to speak bad, uh, poorly of the dead, but that guy, for all intents and purposes, was a cunt. And most people yeah. thought, which actually normally comes with brilliant men like that. I mean, even though he wasn't, he wasn't one of the technical guys. At one point he, in the movie, he talks about how he, 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 he's, not, he's not a musician, but he runs the orchestra. Like he's, he, he's the he, conductor. He, like he's the conductor, yeah. Which was right, which is a very – that was a, um, a, perfect, a perfect explanation for, for what he is, what he was. And, uh, and, Andy, you brought up Seth Rogen. Criminally underrated performance for Seth Rogen in that movie. He is so fucking good. And, Those and, couple and, of arguments they have are like I'm on the I was on the edge of my seat. Especially the especially the last one they have, and mm. you know they leave that hanging. He never he never, never. gives into never gives never. into him. He wanted to move forward. He would didn't want to he didn't want to give credit where credit wasn't due, and he was just so 
stubborn about that. And, you know, he was a brilliant guy and he was a real dick. Yeah. The other guy I thought was had a subtly good performance was Michael Stuhlberg. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming from you. I knew it. Put on a bunch of like some weight and he was, you know, he had a really subtly good performance in that film. Um, But yeah, I really loved it. I thought it was, and that's, that's like I said, that as far as mainstream 12 years of slave with McQueen's film, and obviously Glorious Bastards with a small role, but a lot of his stuff is kind of under the radar. Shame and I think uh, yeah, some of the tank. other films that we talked about, Fish Tank and Frank and some of these other films that we mentioned where we were kind of bandying it about. Um, I, I, was, I was, he was just absolutely captivating and he really was the role. I wasn't thinking Michael Fassbender. I was just like, wow, Steve Jobs is a real dick. And Fastbenders, <laughs> and at the end of the film, I was like, Fastbender just killed it yeah. at, at showing me that in One such a way. That, and I love that it was it wasn't all of Steve Jobs' life. That's that's what I was about have, to say. And it was just it was a small, not small, but it was a like the formative part. It was a, of his window. life. Yeah, it was it jumped in years. That was, it was an odd way of telling a story. But so he just, uh, I guess, Danny Boyle. I don't know who wrote it, but. Um, the way that they chose to do that movie, it was just the like unveiling of those products is what the movie centered around. So it was like four major unveilings. Right. And oh, and it, the other thing, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, right. sorry. That's all I was gonna say. It was just, you know, and I didn't, ex- I didn't know that's what the movie was gonna be. Right. I kept expecting it to go deeper into like some of his personal life and, and whatnot, but through those, it, did give you a glimmer of like kind of what's going on. But for the most part, it was just him being that hardline dickhead businessman. And I know it was, uh, uh, we're talking Michael Fassbender, but mm. what struck me about that film just in general was, yeah, it all took place in these auditoriums. Yeah. Like backstage and on the stage and the arguments between him and Wozniak, it all took place in these, and the stuff with his daughter. The only yeah. time you ever got out of these auditoriums was during some of the flashbacks. Uh, so was, yeah, there's a couple of flashbacks. Those are like, the only, like in the boardroom and at the diner when he was younger, when he was talking to Scull, uh, Scully, when he asked him to be the C- yeah, the garage with Wozniak. Mm-hmm. Those are all flashbacks, but the, the you know, the, the current scene, the, you know, the, we're all in, backstage there, him walking around, just talking to people on the move, like never took like a, like a moment to acknowledge like any like he was just a dick to everybody and even Stolberg's character said that like you threatened me years ago he said that to him he said oh he did yeah Yeah. he did he said he was gonna he was gonna call him out right on yeah he's gonna ruin his career right he threatened him and he's like and he told him he's never liked him and then obviously in typical like the, how the character was, he was like, yeah, you know what? Like sarcastic. I've always liked you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just, just sort of just this, uh, everything with him too was like a backhanded compliment. Like he told Wozniak, oh, I'll give you a pass. And Wozniak's yeah. like, you can give me a pass? Yeah. But there was that argument between them. And I'm just. AJ, that I, was probably, that was probably my favorite scene in the movie. That, that argument. That was, had. that yeah. was the whole conductor oh, of the orchestra mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. And that was the up on each other. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, re- real quick, can I just say? Because uh, AJ, I'm done with my Steve Jobs talk, but that it was a great movie. AJ, can I just I, say I, this? I'm, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to hijack you, but I you you I know how much you love Danny Boyle, 
And I read this article about Danny Boyle after that movie, because there are some historical inaccuracies in, the, in this movie, apparently. I don't know. I'm not into that tech shit. But apparently that, that was some people who were, you know, you know, those hipster cunts who hang out at those like indie coffee places and talk shit about everything. Like yeah. there were like a like lot Marky. of like people. Right, right. <laughs> there are a lot of people who talked about those historical inaccuracies. But Dan, they asked Danny Boyle about that. And what he said, what he wanted to do with this movie was something that was very uh, Shakespearean. Shakespeare used to do this. Was what he would do was he would take these very powerful yet very complicated male characters and tell part of their story like truthfully but then take like a lot of liberties with with a lot of other things and that's what he was doing in the movie and i thought the directing was amazing i thought danny boyle did a great job and i thought i love danny boyle yeah and with that and and with that type of uh uh look at it and that strategy that he took i thought it really worked it did i'm a huge fan i couldn't believe how much i liked it i mean i love danny boyle so i wasn't surprised i liked it i just i didn't know that a story about steve jobs would would um, would excite me that much yeah yeah, yeah aj it aj it, it was like it was like an action movie with super boring people like i've <laughs> never seen anything like it before it really blew my mind like how are you on the edge of your seat watching these idiots talk about i'm sorry these geniuses talk about this like really really specific tech shit that i had no idea what they were talking about but i was like oh my god like i was i i was captivated i thought it was so good one of the scenes you liked was the rogan the argument Love there Rogan, Wasniak, in that movie in right in the in the, the orchestra and they're doing that one of my favorite scenes i i was i was seriously like you said edge of seat when they're talking about how we got fired oh with, with like the the with, thing with jeff with daniels, jeff daniels Scully's oh. character, yeah and they're doing oh. the flashback and the boardroom and the rain's pouring down out the, on the yeah, outside really the window yeah so awesome. I mean, the like it was like a downpour outside. Yeah, and he's stand. He's the only one standing in the boardroom, and they're all voting for him to be out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and Fassbender was was terrific in that particular so portion good. of the, those scenes too. I mean, his argument in that that room there with uh, in the present time with Jeff Daniels' character was just um, yeah, it was just amazing. And it, he was true to the character he had been. He didn't sway from who he was. Yeah. So I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. I'll watch more Fastbender for sure because cool. of that. That's what I was just about to ask you. So you're more of a Fastbender fan now? You're going to watch more yeah, of his I, stuff? Oh, I, and I didn't even, I didn't even, obviously, Glorious Bastards. That was my experience. Yeah. But, and that's funny because Fastbender's been nominated for Oscars. He's been in stuff, like, he's by large, like, by all accounts, a really great actor. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I will watch more Fastbender. And, and uh, I keep being told to watch 12 Years a Slave, even though, Oh. I know that it's disturbing. I keep being told it's very disturbing, but yeah, I will be wa- I will be watching that. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you, thank you for uh, for doing that, Marky. From yeah. for uh, yeah. the I mean, actual spotlight. I think it was very. I'm glad you guys. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are liking it because Fastbender, like I said, is one of my favorite. Um, I was hoping you guys. I mean, you'd be wrong not to like him, but I'm glad to hear that you guys <laughs> <laughs> share some no, of the uh, right. same same appreciation. All right, moving along to Timmy. What movies did you watch this week? All right, so before I, before I get into it, let me just say, like I said, I was so excited that you picked this this week because I was a fan of Fassbender before this week. Now I am borderline obsessed mm-hmm. uh, because I'm looking through his list here. I've seen... Come onto my side. 
I, yeah, I've seen Fish Tank, which is a movie, not a movie a lot of people have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which was awesome, by the way. I've, I saw that. Yeah, I've seen you know, it. I've seen it years back. In Glorious Bastards, I've seen. Um, uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. There was one other one I saw from him. Or maybe it was just all the shit I watched this week. Dude, I went kind of nuts this week. Um, I've rewatched Steve Jobs, as you can see. And uh, Marky, um, I'm happy that you are going to get into 12 Years a Slave because I yep. literally watched that this morning. Oh, wow. And I'm ready to go toe-to-toe with you on who loves that movie more. Okay. Uh, but outside of that, uh, my, my assignment this week from you was the movie Frank. Yes, that's one and, of my favorites. Not yeah. just a favorite Fast Spinner, but my, one of my favorite movies. I don't know why I love that movie so goddamn Wait, much. I'll tell you what. Um, you better if, like it, motherfucker. If you don't <laughs> like this movie, you're dead inside. Yeah. Like, you are you. absolutely dead inside. Like, it, it's it, for a movie that's um, it's definitely weird, uh, eclectic. Is that a word? Is that, is a, yeah, is that's that, a word. It is, is a per, word. Does that pertain to this or no? It anyway. is a word. It's uh, it, it's it, was, letters, yeah. it, it was very out there. It was, it was, okay, a better word. It was, it was bizarre. This mm-hmm. movie, yeah. But the character study that this movie was all about was so deep and so unbelievable. And to fall in love with a character like like Frank that Michael Fassbender was playing. Let me let me just quickly because it is kind of an under the radar movie. Let me just give everyone a quick synopsis mm-hmm. of this movie. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason is act is technically the lead in the movie yes. he's uh he's uh this young kid musician uh and he, he's having trouble you know uh putting together so he wants to write songs but he can't he can't seem to put it all he together wants to be like he, a famous musician he, that's his dream but he can't yeah. find his own word in songs like he can't he can't write a song to save his life and he eventually runs into this this band and it's um uh, the lead singer and kind of the leader in general, their uh, spiritual leader, at least the lead singer is a guy named Frank. And he wear, he 100% of the time, 24 seven, wears this paper mache fucking mask all the time, uh, whether they're on stage or not. And uh, he's this, this, this really inspiring character uh, that everybody everybody who's in the band is just in love with. So that's played by Fassbender. Dom Hall Gleason's the lead. Maggie Gyllenhaal plays um, uh, she's, she's in the band and there's a couple of other people who, who are in it as well. well and they basically people, yeah, yeah they, they basically uh, for the good portion of the movie they get this place in um, often in Ireland where they're just in this house trying to put together this album and it takes for fucking ever mm-hmm. uh, because Frank is just so crazy crazy and it it, destroys the album makes them redo it yeah just just guys seriously aj uh dp watch this movie it's so fucking good and um you know eventually i'm not i'm not gonna spoil i'm not gonna spoil it in general just for you guys because you haven't seen it but it's um it is a deep deep dive into mental illness this movie but in this silly crazy way with fun this way. awesome story. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Like, yeah. There's something about Frank that is just so fucking captivating. Like it's almost yeah. like everyone in the band is obsessed with him, but halfway through the movie, you get obsessed with him too. Yeah. Because he's such an awesome dude and he's a talented musician, 
but he won't take the motherfucking mask off. Like it's the craziest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, remember Dom Hall Gleason walks in on him in the shower and he still has the fucking mask on. Yeah. He's got a bag, like a plastic bag over the mask and he's mm-hmm. showering. Like it's, it's, it's so good. And then, um, man, the, the last. What, uh, what, what's yeah. the name of that? The DJ the Danger Mouse or something. That helmet? wears that giant fucking helmet all the time I, I think when so, he performs. Yeah. So it's kind of well, like a, a spoof on that guy. No, actually, I'll get, I'll, I'll get into what the background is on it. But real quick, the last, I don't know, 12 to 15 minutes of that movie. Powerful. My heart was just shattered. Like mm. it was just because like 93% of the movie is just this crazy ride with this really strange, odd behaving band. And then it all comes rushing back to reality at the end. And I yeah. was just, yeah, man, that was, I remember, Marky, I remember texting you at the beginning and be like, man, this movie's fucking weird. But yeah. then, oh my God, at the end of it, man, I just. I'm getting chills just thinking about the end. Oh my God. The, the, the end in the diner. Yeah. Oh, guys. That, um... For any but for AJDP, you got to watch it. Anybody listening, please watch it. It has jumped up way up on my list immediately of my favorite movies. That's good to hear. So I'm glad to hear that. Fucking good. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and Fassbender. Just... Yeah. Lenny Abramson directed it. He also did Room. A year later, oh, he wins best director for Room. Wow. He won an Academy Award a year later. Off well, of that. He won. He won for Room. You won for Room. Double check that, or he was at least nominated. I feel like he won. Where's our fact checker? Uh, he was he was nominated. Uh, okay, he was nominated. Okay, I'm sorry. He was nominated. My bad. Yeah, Brie, Brie Larson won for Best Actress, but it was also nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And Best Adapted Screenplay as yeah. well. So, yeah. so really, really good film. A year later, you're right. 2015. Was, yeah, 2015. So, um, uh, uh, Dan, um, you were asking what it's about. I actually was uh, reading into it today. Unless, Mark, you, you, you know the background on it, I would assume. Um, no, but I've got a couple other things. I just wanted to mm. talk about the movie. Go ahead and I'll uh, say okay. my piece on the movie. So it was actually based on this uh, guy who was, his name was Chris Seavey. He was a London musician who, mm. uh, and a uh, comedian as well. And uh, he, he passed away about four years before the movie came out. So he passed away in 2010 from cancer. He was about 54 years old, I believe. Um, and the rumor is that the people who made this movie, and I wrote their names down. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have it right in front of me, other than Lenny Abramson, the writer, uh, Ronson. Ronson was uh, in this guy's band. That's one of the writers. His last name is Ronson. Um, Ronson? No. Uh, the, the dude that did that song no. with Bruno Mars? What's it? It's Jesse. Okay. Uh, but anyways. Um, John Ronson. John Ronson. Okay, so he was in this guy's band at one point. And this guy, actually, if you look this guy up, Chris Seavey, he has a character named Frank Sidebottom. And if you look it up on Wikipedia, you will see the exact, him wearing the exact same head that Frank well, is wearing yeah. in this movie, right? That sounds and, like there's a direct correlation then, right? Yeah, and so the, the rumor is that the people who made this movie had permission from CV to tell this story. It was originally like a news story. It was a news article originally. And then when it was made into a movie, there were a lot of liberties taken and the whole story made, made on top of it. Um, but uh, that, and they, they reference some other, um, some other bands that have that kind of style because their music style is absolutely the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see in your life in the movie. But um, I, I was just, Marky, um, like I said, I loved Fastbender going into this week. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a total fanboy now. And 
Nice. I, I am just in, uh, I'm excited to get into the next movie too, but Frank was really, really amazing. I, and, and I can see like, like they're saying, like, I can see why you loved it. Cause it's, 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 it's out there. It's really out mm-hmm. there, but uh, just a, just an awesome movie and such a, uh, an unexpected roller coaster that I, that I went through watching it, especially with the whole mental illness part and everything they all they all dealt with. Every character was fucked up in that movie, and uh, and and I just I don't know, man. It was it was it was it was a time. You guys need to see it. AJ, do you have something to add? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm definitely gonna watch the film, but better. I, I think I think it says a lot about an actor. And I look. I don't know if, if or when he ever takes the thing off his head, but to be able to go through a film with that on your head, not being able to emote so at all, not being able to—I think exactly that what says, I was going to add—says a lot about the actor. Um, so I mean, that—that's—I'll watch it just because of what you guys are saying. But I just think it's very fascinating for. Um, you know, most actors and actresses want to show their face in front of the camera, right? Sure. <laughs> you well, know, and that's that's exactly what I was going to add. Once uh, uh, Timmy gave that story, um, obviously the reason I picked Fastbender, I'm a, a huge fan, but this is one of the movies that propelled my love for him even more. He keeps the mask on, and but he's such a good actor that he's able to emote through his body language so well, and he's one of those actors that can use his body in such a fluid way like another person that comes to mind is brad pitt of all people if you remember in fight club the dude moves so fluidly mm-hmm. you know if, whenever i see myself and i used to do a lot of skateboard make skateboard tapes and i'd see myself in these tapes i'm like dude i like a, a two by four <laughs> i'm so i'm so rigid like how do i even walk but these guys like fastbender and uh, you know, it's a lot of athletes for the most part, but these are actors. Um, they just move like differently than most people. And he, when they're when they do do it in films and act, they can use that to their advantage in their body language. And so he doesn't need to use his face for so much of the movie. And he it comes across in his voice. You know, he's he's very clear with his diction and his inflection inflections on his voice is does such a great job in the way he which speaks is, yeah which he has to be right i mean yeah again going back to steve jobs i feel like that was very powerful in that film the way that he's like berating people and talking down he's not necessarily yelling but just the way that he's speaking to people and his his diction when he's doing it it stings. right the diction the way he just dismisses people yeah and just like this way that it right you sh- like people are going to be offended but He's just saying it. He's not, you know what I mean? It's almost like he's just in his own space and it doesn't matter. Again, his addiction and shame was pretty okay. impressive too. Don't you hit that button. <laughs> I don't, have, I I don't even to. have it up. I don't have it up. Um, Marky, I will say, and, and, and I think it has a lot to do with Fastbender, but I think it also had to do with the way the directing of the movie, there were certain moments where they just panned to Fastbender with, with, with the mask on and he's not saying anything. He's mm-hmm. just staring at somebody with this fucking emotionless mask. Yet at the same time, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and it was the way they they built this character up to be this like borderline messiah. Like they mm-hmm. were in, everyone in this band was in love with him. And they would just show him just standing there staring. You were like, 
Like you didn't know what to do. You were just captivated by him just standing there. And I think that has a lot to do with the way the story was told and the yes. way the other characters yes. interacted with him. It was just, right. Oh man. The I char- just, yeah. I, I, I was like, dude, I, I got, like you said, I'm getting, I'm getting, I, I watched literally watched the movie yesterday and I'm getting chills thinking about it again. It was so fucking good. If you actually, I don't have it up in front of me, but I want to say Rotten Tomatoes was like 94% uh, nice. review uh, uh, audience. I'm sorry. Um, critics. And um, the, uh, fan review oh maybe maybe i'm a little off maybe i'm thinking of um 12 years a slave stand by one second i i, I think well, it, it and i it, think i told you guys also that uh sam and i we bought like eight copies of frank from the dollar store for eight dollars and we gave them to eight different people for christmas <laughs> we just wrapped them all and gave it it, uh, it was fun at the time but i also like in the back of my head it was uh, felt good for spreading yeah. this joy to different people Critic rating ninety two percent. Like it, it like nice. it's just, wow. yeah. Although the audience Sir. rating is low because most people are cunts. But um, huh? the I, I don't know. I again, I appreciate you picking that movie for me. I, I maybe maybe from these episodes and these conversations you had, you, you had a feeling that this this was going to be something up my alley. It was so good, man. Like I said, no, not necessarily because you know that one's so weird, and I don't know another movie like that one. So true. True, but it is very fun. So, like you said, if you don't like it, then you're dead inside. You're dead inside. A, like the characters, yeah. man. Like the, you, you love them, but you feel so hard for like. And, and I love Joe jo Mal Gleason. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's good. He was on this stupid show on HBO called Run that I liked only because of him. But uh, he was in you know X, he was he was an ex Machina. Yes. Did you know that he's the son of Brendan Gleason? I had big... a, I didn't even look into that, but I had a feeling. Yeah, you know Brendan Gleeson, the dude from Braveheart. And Bruce. 20, and yeah, Bruce, and Bruce. And Twenty years later. Yeah. That guy, uh, by the way. Trespass between us, right? Oh, by yeah. the way. Um, with Fassbender? Yeah, correct. Got, yeah. Guys, really quick. Uh, I, and I know we're playing catch up right now, but uh, we forgot to do Third one out of five Master. star refuse. DP. Uh-oh. Shame. One out of five. What do you think? Um, I, you know, I. Again, it's one of those like thinker movies that, you know, afterwards I was thinking about it for hours and really like analyzing the psychology of the characters, which I really love a movie that I think about the day after I watched it. So I'm going to give it uh, four stars. Oh, wow. I thought it was wow. fucking great. Like again, that's, that's a I've been thinking. I watched it a couple of days ago. I'm still thinking about it and analyzing, you know, every action. He and his sister as well. Even his boss had yeah, some major, you know, psychological issues that you yeah. could totally see on screen, and it really made you think. And I. I love movies that do that. And D- DP, that's one of my favorite things about movies too, is like when you see a movie and you take it all in, but then you actually like take a night to sleep on it and then think oh, about it the, the next day. That's that. That's when you make your fucking rating on a movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That, 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 that's great. AJ, what, uh, what about you for Steve Jobs? Fair or not, I'm going to base my ranking because the podcast is about the actor. So I'm going to base my rating on, on the performance of Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs. And... Obviously, I love Danny Boyle. So, uh, four point two. 
Nice. Good, good. Uh, I just I thought he was great. And 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 obviously like the supporting cast was God, was dynamite in that film. I mean Kate Winslet was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rogen, like crazy. Seth Rogen was amazing. Doing a serious role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, four point two. Uh, okay. I, I'm not I'm not even gonna fuck around with Frank. That was one of my favorite movies I've seen in a very, very long time. I'm giving that four and a half. Yeah, I'd give it a, I'd wow. give it a solid four and a half. Maybe I a love point. that movie. Wow. And I'm sorry, if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm jacking it up for you guys too much, but there was just something about that movie that just got to me. And I've watched that just, movie ten times. Oh, that movie. Yeah, so four and a half. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even – You guys are making me remotely. want to put that on the moment yeah. we finish the podcast. I am not even remotely yeah. budging on four and a half. No. I mean, that is fucking awesome. This movie's great. I'll tell you, Fassbender is uh... – I didn't. I, it's funny that I haven't seen enough of Fastbender, but seeing what I saw today, just I want to go explore his catalog. Yeah, ASAP. What's well, funny, and if um, Timmy, I know you watched some other Fastbender movies. Did you want to talk on those some more? Are you ready for me to jump um, into mine? I, the only other, like I said, um, I saw Fish Tank a, a while back. That's that, that's a good that's a good flick. Um, that's a good one. It's a little weird. He's kind of like point, a side role, though. He's not like um, right. And at one point, he 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 bangs out a girl that's playing a fifteen-year-old girl. So, yeah. I don't know. They blur the line of statutory in England. Let's be honest for a minute. But <laughs> the thing is. Um, I mean, hey, the, the the actress was nineteen at the time. I I double checked okay. on that, Katie Jarvis, but um, that, that was not good the flick. point. Boom. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, and I'm not going to hit the button, but uh, the uh, I, Mark, now. No, no, I I I do want to spend the last part of the podcast talking about Twelve Years a Slave uh, yes. because I gotta uh, I gotta see that movie, you guys. My I'm gonna let Marky start, but. I'm ready to go with you, Marky, because yeah, I yeah. watched it this morning and I'm just like my my get head's in, still spinning. Get yeah. into it. Do it. Let me all right, let me get into mine. Um and real quick before I jump into twelve years, that powerhouse of a movie, I want to talk a little bit more about uh Fast Spender's history and film. And I, I kind of touched on this when we first started. He's done some blockbusters. He's also done some movies that one might call god awful i don't know if you remember the the film song to song baby song to song song. sucked ass well in his in his defense i'm sure i'm I'm, as his defense attorney it was the terrence malick flick some of those have been great in the past ryan malick ruined it i moved to strike uh real quick i'll just say like i i read somewhere that like the first cut of song to song was like eight hours long (laughs) And then he edited it down to like two and a half hours. Yeah. And it was two and a half hours of shit. It was like I said, I can't even judge the performances because of the way that movie was edited mm-hmm. and put together. And like it seems like it should be great for that cast, but man, what did it what the hell happened? Yeah. So Fastbender, as as good of an actor as he is, he's definitely been in some films that I think most people can agree we're not good um so he's not as uh or maybe not not picky is not the right word but yeah you know i don't uh, know how you get involved in projects like that maybe yeah, just yeah. as a young maybe when he was uh he thought he needed them to get i, I can't i don't know um one thing again about to get into 12 years but i wanted to touch on uh prometheus 
and Alien Covenant before we moved on. That's where he plays the android in the Alien series. He's um, in that. He plays the android. He does such a fucking good job. He's supposed to be this artificial intelligence. And as this character, there's moments in the movie where, you know, he's obviously very robotic, but it's supposed to be um, human-like enough so people can trust you. That's, that's like what the point of this robot is. But Fassbender does it in such a way that in the first movie, well, I say first, but Prometheus, he does it and he's pure robotic but then he ends up having these nefarious intentions and does some diabolical shit and then in alien covenant you find out that this robot david has lost his marbles and has actually like kind of gone crazy and he does this fuck and he also in alien covenant he plays the robot that's lost his marbles david and then he plays he's got the two roles because he plays the other robot i think his name is michael uh, I might be wrong, but it's like a newer version of this robot. So he plays like, again, the animatronic, very Chuck E. Cheese robot. And then he plays this one that's batshit crazy. He does such a fucking good job. Again, goes back to his skills of being able to convey so much and so little with such a plain face. Um, if you guys haven't seen that, I would recommend watching those just because of Fastbender. Um, going on to 12 Years a Slave. That was my first time watching that. I watched it uh, uh, not last night, the, the night before. Um, all right. One more thing before I get to 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> I watched this movie Hunger with Michael Fassbender. That was that's first... good. Oh, man, that one was fucking hard to get through. Hard <laughs> as in I almost fell asleep, dude. Okay. It was it was it was Steve McQueen's first, and I like the guy as a filmmaker, but you could feel like it was his first movie, his first mainstream. I'm sure he's done other stuff before, but he just took too many liberties as like an artistic director, and it it showed. I feel like I mean I can never do it anything like they do, so I, I hate to talk shit, but goddamn, it was hard to get through some of those scenes, just long monotonous and nothing. It almost feels like he left the camera on forgot to turn it off um but moving forward let's do it. 12 years a slave came out in 2013 oh. it, it won three oscars um it won uh, best movie it won uh best lead actress for lupita Support, i believe it was supporting uh sorry yes um i love her and um uh, it won best writing uh, John really, really wrote that yep. screenplay, but then it also got six Oscar nods. Yep. Um, Chai would tell the Gia Four, obviously the the protagonist, the main character in that film, who did an outstanding fucking job. That guy. Oof. Oof. Um, we talk about Fastbender not showing much emotion but conveying so much. On the flip side of that, Chai would tell, he can show so much. He's got such an expressive face. Oh. And he was powerful in that movie. Um, so He's yeah, awesome. six six nods. Fastbender got a nod for supporting. Oh. Steve yep. McQueen um, got a nod for uh, uh, best director, I believe. Hans Zimmer did the music in that movie. Uh, Hans Zimmer has also worked on Gladiator, Interstellar, Inception, and Dunkirk, doing the set or the uh, music on that. So that's a resume. Yeah, no, that guy's no joke. Um, so yeah. all around, you had a 
stellar cast. You had dynamite sound. You had, you know, Steve McQueen is, is coming out as a powerhouse of a director. Um, the movie itself is almost uh, like a horror film. I, I guess, you know, to go back, the movie is about um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, his character plays a I don't think he was, I think he was born free. He you was. Know, this, is, this is like in yes. the, the 50s or the 1860s or 50s. Yeah, it's um, a free, a free it's a man from upstate yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah he, was so born, he, was, he was born in Rhode Island. His family moved to upstate New York. So he was born free. He gets kidnapped in Washington, D.C. Um, after being convinced to go down there to do uh, a music gig. Yeah, he was a violinist. Mm-hmm. And he gets sold into slavery. And obviously the title of the film, 12 Years a Slave, um, to spoil it quickly, he ends up... He was a slave for 12 years? He was a slave for 12 years. (laughs) He took a stab in the dark here. He ends up finally getting rescued. He gets word out and uh, his people come and get him. Um, And uh, I feel like such an asshole not remembering the guy's actual name. God damn. Um, Which guy? The, the real dude he is, a, is based on a true story. Solomon Northup. Solomon Northup. Yeah. Um, and so he wrote a book on that experience. Um, so that, that's what this film is about. So with that in mind, that's his story. He's fucking kidnapped and sold into slavery. Um, the movie played out like a horror film th- through so much of it. <laughs> yeah. It was goddamn yeah. brutal. <laughs> Well, and Marky, to, to, to go with the theme of what we're doing tonight, yeah. the most horrifying thing in that movie is Michael Fassbender from the yes, fucking yes. second you meet him until the second it's over. This dude he is the, so the main fucking villain. insane. Oh, my yeah. God. Because, you know, he first ends up um, – Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, too. What, what a cast, by the way. Mm. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. That's the first uh, place he ends up. He ends up having to leave there because Paul Dano is an asshole. He's in yeah, it. Paul Dano. Um, but he ends up – and they, they actually said that about uh, when he was sending he, – he said he's a he's – a, an end breaker and uh the, you know he was gonna he's sending him to this to, to epps epps was yes. uh fassbender's name yeah sending uh, him there and he, epps. I wrote yeah that down and so uh, his name. oh my god this guy it, oh, and, but that is my thing with fassbender for this movie this guy horrified me for he's only in about half the movie probably yeah but it's he's not very much terrifying for the and, for the hour 20 he's in or whatever it is he's terrifying and He's a psychopath. Um, so it, th- this movie is a success story. It won the Golden Globe and the Oscar for Best yeah. Picture. Yeah, oh, which 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 does too. which doesn't always happen as we know. So, um, but I, you know, I'm sure I haven't read the book or the memoir from uh, Solomon Northrup, but I'm sure it played out this way. So Benedict Cucumber Patch's character, <laughs> he's quote unquote the good slave master mm. you know this is obviously in the south mm. um yeah that's rare <laughs> benedict he plays this you know like you know good slave master you know i know it's bullshit but he the character shows some empathy towards his slaves and he ends up having to sell off solomon because paul dano is going to kill him if he stays there yeah, and so then he ends up on Fassbender's plantation. That character, uh, well, I guess, probably a real guy, Edwin Epps, and, and so he's 
also this Southerner. One thing I disliked about that acting is when they first showed Fassbender and he's doing his like sermon, he's putting on like this Southern accent and it's not good. And I'm glad that he doesn't try to keep it up the rest of the movie. Like it seems like he only oh, he does dro- it. He drops, he drops it? He only does it in that one scene. Yeah. I don't remember him ever trying to do a Southern accent after that because it was bad. And I'm glad he didn't. But and that guy, Edwin Epps, Fassbender's character, he's you, you never know if he's drunk, but he's always belligerent. Oh. So every time he shows up, you're always scared what he's about to do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> that's he, a great. Does, that's a great way to describe him. That, yeah. that is, yeah, perfect. He's he's always ready. He's always ready for a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you, do you remember? Like, uh, at, at one point, uh, remember he thinks you know uh, God has smited him and that he has all these um, this infestation in his crops. So he yeah. sends them away for a season. All his slaves. He sends them away. That's right. To yeah. get that under control, and they go to that judge. And remember. Um, you know, uh, uh, Solomon gets to play at this party and make some, some money and whatever. Then they come back because he rented them out. Basically they come back and they're all walking back to the plantation. They're all walking with their fucking heads down. Yeah. They're miserable. And he's standing there waiting for him. Like, Oh, Hey, like just back Welcome to hell back, guys. with yeah. the devil. Like, like that guy was the fuck. He was this, this man of God, but he was the fucking devil. And he was, Oh, that's part of what's so fucking scary about those characters. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch does the same thing where he's, he preaches to his slaves and he's got somewhat of a, I hate saying it like this, but you know, hospitable, like, you know, he's like a, he's not a, he's not a good guy, obviously, but in comparison, he's a great guy. And in Fassbender, he's also preaching to his slaves but he uses the Bible and quotes scripture out of the Bible as a basis for why he is the master and they are the slaves. Like yeah. he's pointing to the Bible, like it's written right here. And it's so fucking dark and it's so scary because I know that was, that's true. People did that where they actually used and God damn it. People still do that where they use the Bible to like, you know, pluck words out and to, for their argument. But his character, in his mind, was 100% right. He was just a belligerent, white, drunk, oh, southern asshole. Exhausting. He was exhausting. But, like, the, the, the AJ, I, I will get you. But, like, the, there was something about Fassbender in this movie. There was this fucking wild look in his eyes all mm-hmm. the time. It was like he was just, it, he was just at a 10 all the time. You could just yeah. see his, like, his fucking pupils are just dilated. Mm-hmm. And he's paranoid. And he's crazy and he's violent and he has, he just cannot control his emotions in anything. And, and Sarah Paulson just makes it worse, plays his yeah. wife. She just stokes the fucking fire. And it is just, there's every scene that he's in from the moment he comes on is just this, it's this feeling of, of like, even as the viewer, it's this feeling of, of fear of terror of 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 stress just knowing like you see him kind of like lurking around the front door you're like oh shit here he comes we're fucked like that's how i felt the whole time with this guy and uh everything i've watched as much as i loved him in frank uh much as i loved him in steve jobs as much as i've loved him in everything this movie was the one where i was like all right this dude can do anything like this guy is 
Talk about this, range. Oh yeah, my dude. dear God. You should watch Shame. Like yeah. the, the piece of garbage he plays in that movie I is absolutely impressive. Will. I'm, I'm going heavy on Fastbender after this week, but uh, it, yeah, I just. And can... Mark, let, let me say this too. Sure. Uh, I was pissed because I'm watching the I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, how the fuck didn't this guy win Best Supporting Actor? So then I look up the Academy Awards, and I'm like, who the hell beat him? And then I see Jared Leto from the Dallas Buyers Club, and I'm like. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. Oh man, that was right. a hard year. But but then I'm like at the same time I'm like wait a minute. Well maybe maybe. And, but then I'm looking at, at the I I can never pronounce the lead actor. Ch- how do you say it again? Chubatel Ejiofor. I'm like who the Chubatel. hell beat him? And then I'm like Matthew McConaughey. Dallas Buyers. So I'm like oh right. yeah, that's all a good right. year. Fine. I'm not I'm not necessarily conceding that. I'm not saying that they but. I I get it. They, those were yeah. unbelievable performances. So, but uh, yeah, that that was that was a tough year. That was a tough year to win that award. AJ. Yeah. Um, so right, you ahead. said that you said that uh, the actual story was based off Solomon Northup's. Did he write a, a like memoirs? Uh, memoirs. It was yeah. called Twelve Years a Slave. Right, because yeah. the, the they won uh, an award for best adapted screenplay for the at the Oscars yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yes. John which, I think is, which I think is just dynamite. <laughs> yeah, for, that, for that's a, amazing. Yeah. A manifesto that really didn't do much, and he the the actual character died in obscurity. I looked right. it, yes, uh, I right. looked it up. I looked him he, up. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. As soon anywhere as anywhere between done, fifty-seven I, and eighteen fifty-seven and eighteen seventy-five, they have no idea. When Twenty he died. fucking years. Yeah, they had no idea when this poor prick died. There was a theory that he may have been recaptured, but like that's oh, why that's why they, well, Let me let me leave you with this though. Oh. Let me help you Please. here. It's that is widely discredited though, because he would have been so old at that point, there would have been no right. uh, you know, right. real yeah. economical value oh my economic God. value to selling him. Right, right. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have been a worthy uh yeah. a purchase or whatever. Yeah, there would be no that's, reason for them to that's, keep him. That's dark to say, but at the same time, no, no, I like no, feel better knowing that. The, rea- that the reality oh, that, yeah, no, that, that does that's yeah. the reality though, right? Yeah. Uh, DP, did you have something for us? Yeah, I had a little fun fact about that movie. So, uh, Brad Pitt is in the film, and yeah, yeah. there's like that the quick, quick little scene of him where he's like building the house. He's in the movie for like five minutes, right? Have you seen it, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking oh. love this movie. Oh, I, I, I didn't think you seen damn, it. That's what I didn't... a powerful movie! Oh, yeah. go then, go, go everything. But uh, well, I just want to give this fun fact. So Brad Pitt had that five-minute little stint in the movie. However, in like China and Asia, the press materials for this movie, like the movie poster for 12 Years oh, yeah. a Slave, Brad Pitt's face. Well, I remember Front the trailers. Center, well, well, hold it was on. all Brad Pitt selling 12 Years a Slave. But Dan, he was Dan. in the movie for five minutes. Dan, <laughs> Dan, China doesn't lie about anything. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I know well, they're always honest. Yeah, come on, that's conservative. Time. That's conservative nonsense. Stop when it. the uh, but not just China, like all of Asia, it was sold on Brad. It wasn't Pitt just that Internet. though, because when the when they were uh, playing the trailers on TV for that movie, there was multiple scenes just in the trailer of Brad Pitt. But in reality, in the movie, he was only in one scene. Well, actually, it was it was it was technically two scenes, but let let me be sure. I I loved those scenes with Brad Pitt. Yeah, no, remember great. when he gets oh, into it with Fastbender? Like, oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I he, loved he has the, Brad Pitt in it. 
but that it was, was so yeah, good. so quick. Yeah. He has the uh, like a philosophical debate about owning a person. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Fassbender, like immediately that. realizes that he's outside of his realm. He, he thinks oh. that he's going to be able to talk this guy down. And Brad Pitt just shoots him out of the air. Yeah, and he's yeah, just like, yeah. well, I'm going to go drink over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marky, do you have anything more for 12 Years a Slave? Because I, I, once yeah, we're done. Yeah, I got a couple things to add. Okay, do it. I, there's one other thing. And I, once you're done, I got to bring AJ back in on something. But uh, sure. go and I'm ready to go too. And DP, I'm sorry. I didn't know you'd seen the movie. So if you get anything, go. Um, no, I'm good. You guys, go ahead. I, I loved listening to you guys talk about it. I, like I said, it was – the first time I saw it was a, like a couple of years ago. And like I said, it was fucking powerful. Dude, I've, and, I've been wondering why I've been – I literally watched it this morning. I've been wondering why I'm so goddamn exhausted all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, watching that's that a, fucking movie. That's a heavy fucking morning. movie. Yeah. Oh, I've got a few oh. things to say about it, actually. It. Go. You got you um, to have some of these bad boys. <laughs> You'll sleep right. better. And mark um, the time so I can cut that out. One thing. <laughs> hey, it's melatonin. Uh, one thing that perfectly me, good for you. And I watched I watched the movie on Amazon Prime, and I have a feeling. <clears throat> I don't know why. I feel like this might be an Amazon problem, but there were some actual sound editing things that rubbed me the wrong way. Like there was times where the voice didn't quite match up with the lips, and there was times where like. Uh, uh, Solomon Solomon was beating Paul Dano Paul Dano with a whip, and like yeah. the sound was off just by a second. And that's an I, Amazon thing. I, that's what I thought. It 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 took me out of the film a few times, and I was like, surely a movie of this caliber would not get something like that wrong. I'm it pretty did. sure it was nominated for best sound editing or something. Yeah, yeah. Because when I saw it, I saw it when it came out, and there's nothing like that. that so it's probably that. You know how easily someone, like you're watching a movie and someone's talking, and then like their lips are not moving in sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that, and I was like, "There's no yeah, way Amazon. this movie had that issue." Yeah, and I Marky, was like, "God damn, Amazon!" Let me let me, Amazon. Let, let, let me give a cheap plug to something, and maybe they'll be like, "Hey, thanks," and help us out. I downloaded the app Voodoo. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. it's free to download, and you pay for the movies as you go. And I paid three dollars each for Frank and Twelve Years of Slave. Okay, I paid four dollars. I'm gonna go to uh, that. Yeah, it, oh, no, it might have been. I think maybe it was three ninety nine. Maybe you're right. But yeah. um, but well, fuck, I, if the oh, sound the, editing's better, then I'm gonna go to that. But no, but I'm gonna say there was no no sound issues at all. It was perfect. Yeah, it's a that, great app. So download that I, shit if you guys don't have it. I maybe um me just bringing that up that's that's not a slight against the movie then that's just a, a slight against amazon prime yeah of course um, yeah. your boy bezos <laughs> that yeah that app barely works the the film app or, you know, the uh, streaming app that thing barely works i don't i don't like amazon um oh i but, fucking love it i i don't yeah. know i have no problems with it i should have just said that i'm about to have like a red dot pop on my head next right. thing you know yeah. bullets bezos. <laughs> yeah so going back to the film Sucks um, that this is an audio podcast because you can see that bullet come Austin, through your head. Um, Austin. The only other thing that I wanted to uh, <laughs> the only other thing that I wanted to talk about in the movie. Obviously, it's a uh, time appropriate piece, so there's plenty. There's liberal use of the N word, but hearing Paul Giamatti drop the N bomb in yeah. years. I don't know what is it just that he's that good of an actor or I never expected to see that come out of his mouth. But Paul Giamatti saying that it stung 
and I'm white. I don't know if you guys knew mm. that, but it <laughs> yeah. hurt. Yeah, um, this is an audio podcast. Marky yes. is white. Yeah, if you yeah. couldn't tell by the sound. Big yeah, seeing Paul Giamatti do that, like acting, was shocking to me because I only had seen him do it in real life. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never seen I'm Paul forget- Giamatti do I'm that. Forgetting that you Paul Giamatti, I apologize. I never saw you say that. That was a joke. Um, but no, you know, and just the final thing that I wanted to wrap up with that movie. I, I really like how. Steve McQueen's come along because, I, like I said, I, I saw Hunger, and I hate to throw shade, but that movie was hard to get through. Hmm. Um, Shame was super fucking good, and Twelve Years a Slave is just even better. So I'm really looking Very forward nice. to what yeah. Steve McQueen yeah. does next. Yeah, definitely. The only Bullet thing was awesome. The only thing I, oh, god damn it, the only thing I I have left, come and on. AJ, I meant to bring this up when you were talking Steve Jobs. And uh, we'll do this, and then uh, we'll probably get into about time here. But um, I'm your resident Oscar atrocity historian. And Steve Jobs, Aaron Sorkin won won Best Writing at the Golden Globes for Steve Jobs, did not get an Academy Award even nomination for that movie, which is a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. If you watch back that movie, some of those lines in that movie, the the metaphors in that movie, the back and forth, the snappy quick shit they're going at. Well, what, yeah. what else was nominated that year, I'll though, tell, in the Oscars? I, I, I'll tell you. It, it, it's, you knew it's, I was going to ask, didn't you? I, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Hold on. I got, I, got it, I got it ready. It was just absolutely the most ridiculous thing. Like, how, how do you win the Golden Globe, right? For best writing, win, not nominated, win. And then not even get a fucking nomination at the Oscars. Oh, because the Oscars suck. That's that's probably what it is. Yeah. All right. So that year at the Academy Awards, right? So if we're talking Steve Jobs, it's best original screenplay, right? So uh, the nominees were yeah. uh, Straight Out of Compton, uh, Inside Out. I don't okay. know. That. Really? Uh, okay. Ex Machina. Yeah. Okay. Right. One of my favorites of and that the, year. And the winner was uh, Spotlight, Tom McCarthy and Josh Singer. Which okay, I'm okay. fine with. I'm fine with that. But you're trying to tell me that Steve Jobs with Aaron Sorkin doesn't get in the mix with those other ones that are. Yeah. That's I think it should have. I think that's it should have. I'm not saying he should have won. I'm saying that's insane to not get the nomination. I think he should have. Insane. Yeah, I guess he didn't touch the right dick on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not right, the so, first. It's not the first time that's happened. So, real quick, Marky, do you have anything else uh, unique to oh, say? I guess Get just off? my uh, one out of five for twelve oh, years. Oh yeah, please. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate. Like I mentioned, I watched it on Amazon Prime, and there was some times that it took me out of the film because of like that weird mix match of the audio. Um, but I can look past that, and I, and I know how good the film was. It's such a fucking powerful story. It's, you know, it's a true story. It's truly heartbreaking. I teared up in the end and it's, oh man. Uh, It's not necessarily one that I would want to watch very much more because it was, yeah, like you said, you watched it today and like you've just been hurting all day. But that being said, such a powerhouse of a film cast 
soundtrack, uh, director, setting, wardrobe, everything done so well. That movie, solid 4.25. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, all right. So, uh, Great stuff. I actually, this week. Yeah. Uh, Marky, I actually want to know what Marky thought of Shame. Where where you at with the ranking on Shame? You know, it's been a, it's been a handful of years since I've watched it, um, but from what I remember, I had the same feeling like you did, where I, I thought about it for days. Um, I haven't watched it since. I only watched it the one time, um, but uh, without uh, taking too much of a leap, I think I could give that like a three seven five. Mm-hmm. And Michael Fassbender's penis. What do you rank that? Oh, that's a five out of five, brother. At a boy, <laughs> dude hangs down. Hey now, you can push the button if you want. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I Comedy don't. Director. I don't quite have it ready, but at the same time, even though I don't, it's still always funny. I mean, yeah, can't go wrong. <laughs> that's not working now so anyways um this uh great marky great stuff this week uh yeah, i'm glad you guys I, liked it yeah i i didn't i i honestly i wasn't sure how much i'd get into it but i literally watched two movies this week because of fast bender that are suddenly two of my favorites so uh that, that was really really great um so that'll do it for fast bender this week we are uh we're we're, we're going we'll be going heavy yeah, who's, again yeah who's picking next week AJ. That'll be AJ, and that's what I wanted to ask. Um, the juice, eh? what do you got? AJ, do you have any ideas yet of what you're going to do next Friday? I do. What do you got? Oh, I have a couple now? ideas. I have a couple ideas actually. Can you give okay. us a teaser? And they are sure, sure, sure. Oh, so my. my. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, just you. Sorry, go, go. My, my bad. I think it. I think it worked. So my first idea. I'm not. I'm not settled on one or the other. My first idea, my le- probably my lesser idea, is we all watch a film that's based off a novel. Okay. Okay. My second idea is what I call a genre re- deconstruction. So we take a genre and we watch like a classic from the genre, and then we watch something contemporary. But we watch the two same films and we mm. talk about them together. Okay. So that the discourse is a little more all of us rather than, you know, Jumping we around. all watch different things. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I like that. My, jo- my genre deconstruction was two different genres I thought of. So the one I want to really dive into, if you guys are into it, is film noir. Okay. So I wanted to take an old classic film noir, watch it, and then take something that's a deep piece falling asleep. Oh, oh then, yeah. I'm sorry. Were you talking? <laughs> And then something contemporary, like for instance, watch the great Orson Welles film, which I—that's what I would pick—is *Touch of Evil*, 1958, and then watch something like *L.A. Confidential*, and then that's compare it. like, you know, the genre and how it's like adapted over the years or whatever. The other um, one, the the other genre was rom-coms, but I didn't think anyone pass. would be, yeah, be all that interested in rom-coms. I like I like the. Uh the Orson Welles idea because I don't watch enough and very rarely do I watch, I think maybe only unless you throw them my way are those old school movies. So here's my idea. Watch the movie touch of evil with directed by Orson Welles uh-huh. and watch LA confidential or the Cohen brothers. Why is he falling asleep? Or the Cohen brothers <laughs> film blood simple. 
that's the Coen sort of the, film. I haven't seen that one. It's a neo noir sort of film. Okay. So it's yeah. it's it's taken the genre and sort of seeing how it's evolved over the years. All right. All like right. It. Would would Chinatown fall? And, yes, uh, that's more film? that's more of a contemporary. No, yeah, sure. But that's a great that's a great film. So we can yeah. talk about what the two films are. It could be like Dumble Indemnity and Chinatown, or uh, the Maltese Falcon and and L.A. Confidential, or whatever. Yeah, I like it. All right, AJ. Well, you know, I know you get a few ideas, so corral them over the next couple of days. Yeah, because we need, uh, give uh, us, yeah, we give need us, the week to give watch us an them. assignment on Sunday, so we have a week to we have five days to get ready, and uh, then we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get back minute. at it. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, like today. But uh, we'll get back at it. Uh, so that that's uh, that we're gonna wrap it up tonight. Again, Marky, great stuff, man. I, How about uh, Michael Fassbender, man? Oh my God, I'm obsessed now. The dude's only 43 years old. Like he's got he's got some I time. Know. You know, like let's. I I I, uh, I think he's brilliant. I thought he was great. I think he's brilliant now. Um, I thought this was a, a great topic this week, and yeah. really, we really because of him got to explore some really amazing movies. So, and that can was, we that was really can awesome. we one time give it up for his penis, which started prominently? Yeah. Dan, Dan, I, I feel shame. like I I feel like each week it keep, it seems to go to penis with you, and uh, <laughs> I mean each week. It's I, I every know, fucking like, day for me. Uh, yeah. That's, 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 what Y'all got to watch that. Shame and you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Guys, guys, hear, hear, hear me out on the rom-com thing. It happened one night and the big sick. Yeah. Um, no, I'm in. I'm in. AJ, what I'm saying is that's a pass for me. Corral though. this shit. No, the big what? sick's awesome. The big sick is actually awesome. But um, corral it, AJ. Right, see? Get it, get it all together. Get it all together. And we'll, I mean, we'll, I'll do what you guys vote on. AJ, it's your job. Yes, sir. By Sunday, figure out what you want to do. Corral it, get it to us, and we will work on whatever you have. Okay? I'll, so I'll get it out to you tomorrow. You do it, okay? Just, just, just figure it out. All right. So uh, that'll Dan, do it tonight. Dan, dr- drop that, drop that social media, baby. Yeah, one more time, DP. Drop the social media, and we'll close the show. Yes, absolutely, guys. So hey, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, rate and review on itunes give us five stars and if you want to hit us up please you know give us some uh feedback let us know what you guys think you can find us on instagram and twitter at movie council pod and if you want to send us an email you can send it movie council pod at gmail.com hit us up we'd love to hear what everyone thinks please bring it on definitely All right, guys, great stuff tonight. As always, we will wrap up episode five. Guys, thank you for being here, and uh, we'll come back hard next week. AJ, it's on you. Get us ready, and uh, we uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a great night. Take care. The Movie Council is adjourned.